Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective. So today, everybody, we're talking about my favorite pastime, Ethan's favorite pastime, I think most uh, young people's favorite pastime, social media. I know that was a big assumption, Ethan. Ethan's yeah, that's a funny. big assumption, Josh. I but, actually deleted Snapchat a few days ago. I'm planning on re-downloading it uh, within a week. I was like, eh, it's getting kind of annoying. I'm going to evaluate, take a week off, come back, see, assess the situation, see if I need it, see if I don't. I mean, I don't need it, but like, see if I want it. Yes. So we're talking about social media and I have Instagram and Snapchat, Ethan. Well, I, I had Instagram and Snapchat, so I deleted Instagram, but I'll probably get it back. See, in you deleted days. Snapchat, I thought. Yeah. That, what did I say? Instagram, whatever. Uh, the <laughs> podcast also has an Instagram. If you'd like to check it out, the underscore young underscore perspective, hashtag Marissa Bishop. We see you out there. But to get the episode started, what is social media? Well, if you want a textbook definition, Josh, it's a website or application that enables users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. Well, I mean, that's pretty basic. Yeah, it covers it. Basically, it's just an app or a website that allows people to connect, uh, create content, and share that content with pretty much anyone if you're a public account or if you're a private account and people you follow. So some apps that are social media are Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok is a big new one, Twitter, you YouTube, Twitter, YouTube, Twitter. People wouldn't, most people don't think YouTube is, but YouTube falls under the definition because people are creating content and sharing it. Why people don't usually think that YouTube or maybe TikTok, but TikTok more social media, but YouTube especially because people you, most users of YouTube aren't creators, so they don't have a channel that they're making content. They're mostly just using the website or app to watch other people's content, but it's still the idea that anyone can make content. They're just not using it to its full capabilities. That's true. So you have three, kind of three types, Snapchat, pictures, YouTube videos, um, tweet, Twitter tweets, but then you have, also have things like Reddit, which some people hmm. would say like discussion boards. I could say that's social media. Um, and, and they're kind of like Twitter, but that's more of a conversation between people. Yeah, I guess because like Reddit is kind of similar to Twitter. I just don't know like how much is like writing, just like writing stuff content. I mean, it is content. I don't know. I never see, I would ever think of Reddit as social media, but maybe you could consider it that. But that's not the point. The point is that there's been a big discussion since the start of social media is whether it's a positive aspect or is it a negative thing? I mean, I really think it's a positive thing. Ethan, you think it's a negative thing, right? I think that there are good sides to both. I think there are positive and negatives, but I think they're definitely that a lot of the negatives outweigh the positives. Yeah, I mean, I really think social media, what's so amazing about it is we can connect with anybody anywhere really in the world unless you're in like China and North Korea. We can right. connect so far with billions upon billions of people in the age of information, this, this connection with, with people from around the world I, I find unbelievable, unfathomable, but it also allows us to connect with people in our own communities that we wouldn't be connecting with otherwise. So for example, <clears throat> so for example, at my school, I'm not friends with everybody. There's a couple hundred kids. I, I don't know everybody. I know a 
you know, 100 or 200 names or 300 names. I don't know nearly everybody. But now that I have social media, I follow most kids that go to my school. And it's kind of a community type thing where we get to know more about everybody in the community. That's one of the benefits. I see where you're coming from in the sense that you do follow a lot of people, but it's the idea of online versus reality. So you're building up this huge follower base, but do you, are you really friends with all these people? No, you're not friends with them in person. And are you really connecting with them? On Snapchat maybe, but most of the people I know who use Snapchat only interact with most of their friends. It's more Instagram is when you have hundreds of followers, but do you interact with those people on the daily? No, you never DM them and you look at their post, but for five, one second, you don't really think about it. Seeing a picture of them in a bathing suit isn't really re- interacting with them. So it's about, so what ends up happening is that you're building up this false sense of, oh, I have so many friends when really you're not interacting with these people and you don't ever actually get any uh, real benefit or satisfaction from it. That, that may be true, but you have to recognize there is some sort of benefit in knowing more about people in your community, right? So I didn't know their name. I was put in a class with them, and, and now I'm able to interact with them more. Um, and I think it, it tightens us as a community. As a community, as a whole, we're, we're a bunch of individuals. But now that we have Instagram and we know more about each other... I, I don't agree. More- Seeing pictures of someone on Instagram or or hearing a couple of thoughts... I mean, we're talking about kids mostly. They don't use Facebook or Twitter. They mostly just use Instagram or Snapchat. And Snapchat, you're really just going to be talking to your friends. So... Instagram is mostly what Josh is talking about and seeing a couple of pictures of someone once every month or two is not learning about them. I do, you know, you have to recognize the other part of Instagram, you know, posting is a big part of Instagram, but even a, a more frequently used, especially in my circles, part of Instagram is stories where people just post a story. It lasts for 24, 25 hours. And stories is when people show happy birthdays. They show, uh, the, uh Recently, it's been a lot of political opinions. So people are posting political opinion after political thing after political thing. Um, and now I've, I've gotten to learn a little bit about politics. But I also got to learn a little bit about what other people in my community think, how my friends are, are, are thinking politically, how other people in our community are thinking politically. Pictures and, and stories and you know, these people's political opinions tells you a lot more about a person than not having it all. Um, and I think as a school, we're a tighter community because of it. One of the things that you mentioned, Josh, was that people have been putting a lot of politics on their stories. And so you've learned about people from that sense. And I agree. I have learned a lot about the ideas and opinions and political opinions of my peers that I wouldn't necessarily learn about. But a huge problem with that is the spread of unreal, unreliable and false information, especially in the political aspect, in social media. So there was a study published that I saw that found that lies spread six times faster than the truth on Twitter and fake news is retweeted more often than true news. And so this means that people tend to spread the fake news, the lies, the non-facts, the opinions, rather than the real facts or the reputable sources. And so what ends up happening is fake news spread so quickly across social media and kids, and I, it's happened to me before. I've put something on my story and then realized later on that it's not true. And I'll be like, whoa, that's, I really thought that was true. And then I find out a day later that that's actually not true. And so that's a big problem because usually they only see the, the not true part. They don't see later on the true part. That may be true that false information spreads, but you have to recognize that social media is also very beneficial for spreading true information. So 
they say that a large amount of people get their breaking news from social media. So 78.5% of traditional media reporters polled using social media to check the breaking news. 59% of Twitter users and 31% of Facebook users poll the following breaking news on these sites. Um, so it, there, social media is one of the top news sources in, in the country. And, you know, that does have its faults where people follow and, and they get false news. But then you have people who on Twitter who are looking at, who are following ABC News and NBC and Fox and CNN and, and whatever kind of pretty re reputable sources here, they're getting real good news much, much quicker th than on other sources than like television, radio, uh, especially like uh, much quicker than newspaper that they get the following morning. Secondly, social media has been responsible for reporting news events even before these reputable news sources. So on, on, on events like the Paris stabbings and attacks in 2015, social media reported them first. In 2013, when you had the Boston Marathon bombings, bombing social media first a lot of the ebola outbreak stuff social media first so it's an effective way of getting information to people very very quickly and you know you, you said a lot of stuff can be retweeted and and shared multiple times that's true but that can also be used for the benefit they say in natural disasters people they can track down people using social media and using social media people are sharing when somebody's in trouble uh, say there's a flood somebody needs to get out of the house they have to get a helicopter or a boat people share that multiple times till it gets noticed that is true that a lot of information is shared on social media faster than on any other media source the problem is, like I was saying, that when the fake news is spread quicker than the true news, what ends up happening is more people are getting false information than true information. And I would argue it doesn't matter if true information is being spread at a fast rate, if it's at the cost of false information spreading at a similar rate or even a faster rate. Yes, this comes into the idea that there are good and there are all bad parts of social media. That brings me to the, my point that you have to use social media responsibly. You have to use good parts of social media. Don't look at conspiracy theories on Twitter. Most of the time, they won't be true. You know, you follow reputable news sources. You follow what uh, Fox News or the Associated Press or ABC on Instagram because there you can get real news. There are bad parts of, of social media, but if you stick to the good parts, to the, to the truthful sections of the news, the news uh, subsets of social media, it can be very, very beneficial. All right. That makes sense. But another big problem with social media is young people, students, teenagers. And teenagers are a huge population of people that use social media, especially Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok now. It's all run by youth people. Not, not so much Facebook. Right. And the problem with that is that young people get addicted pretty easily. They have a lot of free time, and they use that free time to go on their phones and use stuff. And one of the downsides of that is grades. Uh, a study showed that students who use social media had an average GPA of 3.06, while non-users had an average GPA of 3.82. And so that shows that students who use social media have a, get, get lower grades and do worse on tests than students who don't use it. And it's all based on how long they spend. So students who spend only a little bit, their grades probably won't be that much worse. But kids who spend hours on it, they'll see a significant decrease in their grades and their GPA. You know, I have a kind of a different 
different statistic. This is looking at a school in Portland, Oregon, a middle school. And it said that when social media was introduced to engage in a program to engage students, grades went up by 50%. Chronic absenteeism went down by 33% and 20% of students school-wide voluntarily completed extra credit assignments. So when the teacher in the school said, we're going to embrace social media, they brought it and they made it a part of the learning, made it a part of how kids get graded, how, uh, how these social media assignments are, are, are benefiting these kids. These social media assignments have caused kids to get better grades, to come to school more often, less absenteeism, and to, to participate in more extra, extra credit opportunities. These kids are excelling in school, and the whole school as a whole ha- has become much more reputable because of this. Josh, your whole argument is based off a scenario that never happened. It's only happened in one school, maybe a couple schools. Does that happen in any public school, in any private school across the country? No, social media is not used in schools. They don't use Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and Snapchat in their curriculum. This is one school. Outside of school without it. And if that's, if that's used on a wide scale, then I, I agree with you. That could maybe be helpful, but it's not. You know, this is one school. And what this school shows is that when the school embraces social media, when they take it in and they decide we're going to, they, they recognize most students are using it already. When they make it a part of the curriculum, students are benefiting extremely. Right, but that's what, not going to happen. But, what, but when you're, what you're doing right now is you're saying, don't, don't get social media. It's terrible. Social media is bad for students. So when you say that, it's, you're never going to get these benefits if you don't embrace it, if you keep pushing it away. But why is social media been out for years and, and I have never heard of, a school that's done this before besides i have a school right here george george middle Fine, school one in school portland. out of millions of schools in america george george middle school in portland that's one school out of millions that's that's one school but i'm trying to say is is social media when it was embraced benefited these schools we can't be so against but that's social not media. the idea of social media they're using social media in a way of this is learning. So the kids have to go and use social media for their assignments based off what you're saying. Social I know, media, but you that's all, not the core idea of social media. The core idea of all, social media is something that's outside of work and outside of school. It's something that you do with your friends, something that you do to interact with people. That you also have to recognize that when these kids came and they, and they were at school using social media, I'm, I, a large percentage of them went home and they used social media as well. I'm trying to say social media can be used for multiple different things. It can be used to increase voter voter registration, which it does, which we can talk about later. It can be used to connect with people all around the world. It can also be used for educational purposes, like in, in the George Middle School in Portland, Oregon, where when they embraced it, it helped the students a lot, it increased their GPAs, and it, it made the school a better school, a better learning environment as a whole. Yes, you're right, Josh. There are great applications of Facebook for education, and other forums, Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah, sure, fine. There are a lot of applications and education is one of them. It's just the idea that when it's not used for those things, which is the majority of the time, it's very hard. it can be harmful. But that also brings me back to if you use social media in the right way and, and if you use it responsibly, if you don't spend an excessive amount of time on it. Most then, kids don't. No, most kids don't. Uh, I want to see that statistic first of all, but uh, most kids, I'm sure a lot of kids spend a lot of time that they shouldn't be doing on social media, but it helps them build relationships. Uh, it says 
uh, here we go. Statistic, not, not 93% of adults on Facebook use it to connect with family members. 91% use it to connect with current friends and 87% use it to connect with friends from the past. 72% of all teens connect with friends via social media. 81% of teens aged 13 to 17 reported that social media makes them feel more connected to the people in their lives. And 68% said using it makes them feel supported in tough times. 57% of teens have made new friends online. You have to recognize that connection and, and connection that social media, media causes with people, if it is used responsibly, responsibly, can have really important benefits to, the, to students' social life, to their, to their academic careers like we saw in Georgia Middle School, and also to their, to their relationships with their families. One of the things you talked about was academic careers. The big problem with that is that colleges actually check students, applicants' social media pages. 25% of colleges do that. And... 40% of the time, they find things that are negative towards the student. So they find kids doing things that are bad or that they don't like. And only 3% of students in America think that the stuff they put on their social media page is bad. So kids are posting on their social media pages without even realizing that it can have a consequence. And it does have a consequence. And then they think, oh, I'll just delete it later, I'll just delete it later on before I go to college or before I apply to college. Well, actually, anything you delete on social media isn't actually deleted. Any big organization can go and find your stuff from social media. The government can get, your ac can get access to your social media. The NSA, all they have to do is type into some database they have a name of a person and they, get, and they can pull up anything that they've had uh, in their private conversations on social media, their DMs, and they can get all this access to information that you think is private, but it's not. You know, the, the timer's running out here, but we could have this fight for a lot longer. But I think we can both agree, even if it's on different terms and to different degrees, that social media is never going to go away. Yes. And because it's never going to go away, we have to embrace it. And the way to do that is we encourage young people, old people to use it responsibly. I agree. Um, and, and limit the time they spend on social media. You shouldn't be spending three or four hours a day. I know I have a, a certain points in my life can be addictive it, especially tiktok but we encourage everybody to, to use social media responsibly understand the benefits understand the doubts we got a lot of our information from a website called socialnetworking.procon.org if you want to know more information about why social media could be good or bad thank you everybody for listening remember to vote in this november's election and this was the young perspective <laughs>